and welcome to Analytics at ServiceNow. I'm your host, Alex Sanginov. In the next seven episodes, we will share the ins and outs of leading a successful analytics team to run the company by data. In today's episode, we're joined by Girish Srinivasan, Vanina Nikolova, Vivek Ambakar, and Teja Korla, who introduced analytics to its other half, the digital workflows, to make every insight actionable. So let's activate the workflow for this podcast. Hello and welcome to the show, Girish, Vanina, Vivek, and Teja. I have been patiently and curiously waiting to hear the story how analytic and workflow came together to live happily ever after. Can you shed some light? And by the way, how are you guys doing? We're doing great, Alex. Thank you for having us. This is uh, really a, a hot topic for all of us. Thanks, thanks for calling us, uh, Alex. Very great to talk to you all. Great to have you all. Uh, to kick things off, I'm looking for, I was particularly looking forward to this. And just to set the stage, uh, can you shed light into what did analytic you know, look like before workflows? And can you give us you know, a high-level overview of what makes the analytics and workflows better together? Thanks, Alex. And it's uh, great to be on this podcast. Uh, this is a really exciting podcast series you have lined up here. So thanks for having us. Uh, and that's exactly right. Uh, it's really hard to imagine analytics and workflows apart. Uh, once you get used to them. The way I see it, analytics and workflows are just a natural extension of each other. Analytics help identify and establish patterns in data. And from these patterns emerge business insights and very interesting hypotheses. But what really makes these insights meaningful at the end of the day is our ability to take action, measure the impact of the action, and continuously improve the quality of insights and our hypotheses. So really, the impact of analytics is truly amplified when it's very well integrated with or in a workflow, as you'll see soon, and especially when it's done at scale, you know, like how we've begun to do here at ServiceNow. So can you tell us how uh, do you apply analytics in, and you mentioned something with workflow? I know, uh, I remember that phrasing, even, you know, speaking to VJ, there are so much, you know, thought put in into each component. So can we uh, deep dive on uh, what you mean by analytics in workflow and with workflow? Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, I'll give, I'll give you my perspective. And this is really powerful when, when you try and implement it at scale. So think of, you know, the... Uh, you know, how we initiate action based on insights that we get. We have dashboards, you know, we have a number of very powerful dashboards. That's a great starting point. Yeah. And from there, you know, we trigger uh, uh, workflows. And this is where you have, when you, when you initiate the analytics with workflow. For example, if you want to drive upgrades, um, Right. The upgrade workflow essentially is triggered from one of our dashboards. Mm. And once that workflow is triggered, you really want to understand what are the different tools available at our uh, disposal to drive those upgrades. Right. And so you then dive into the next level, which is the analytics in the workflow. And really where you understand what are the different levers you have 
uh, in order to drive the upgrade itself. I'll stop there and see if, you know, Vanina may want to chip in on uh, what analytics in the workflow may be like. So, yes. Um, hi, Alex. Uh, hi, everyone. Thanks for having us. So, um, the analytics in workflows, this is what happens once you're inside uh, the, the workflow that was started from analytics with workflows, which was the dashboard. So, imagine you, are, um, you got an alert in the dashboard that your customer is due for an upgrade. Uh, then, um, once inside this booklet, which is step-by-step -step instructions on how to handle um, this upgrade in order to facilitate it and maximize it, okay. inside this workflow, you uh, get the right pieces of information you need on this customer, on the account, uh, you get guidance and you get recommendations on what to do, um, right. where to call the customer, what to say, scripted um, calls, and, and so on. And okay. then uh, this is the second step, the analytics in workflows. Um, on our side, we have multiple um, workflows, thousands of them, and we monitor each step and we monitor how each user handles each step of these workflows. So this is the analytics on workflows. We use those data points and run models which can identify where we need to streamline or improve the process, okay. what could be um, done easier, for example, whether there is some additional overhead that we want to um, minimize next time. So we are constantly improving the, the process here, using analytics to monitor the, the outcome of these workflows. I see. So. Uh, if I can imagine the end user experience, uh, if I'm on the dashboard, I see an alert and uh, that alert basically takes me into basically an activating the workflow itself, while in behind the scene, you apply analytics to guide that workflow to work for the end user. Did that get that, that right? That, that's exactly right, Alex. Uh, imagine where you have a self-guided process that right. enables us to out, uh, realize the outcomes we want for, right. a, for a customer. And we don't have to really think about what is this next step that we really need to take. Imagine right. analytics driving that for you. That's what right. analytics and workflows are about. Wow. It sounds so simple, but I'm pretty sure the devil's in the inside, right? Uh, so what did it look like before? And what sparked the idea of marrying analytics to workflow or end workflows? Hi, Alex. Um, that's a great question. Uh, thank you for having me on, on the podcast. So let me give you a little uh, background around um, where this all started, right? Uh, a few months back when Customer Dashboard was um, released, we, we definitely provided a lot of important signals, important actionable information based off of data that we generated from different business functions in the company. And uh, we had a lot of information that was um, uh, that was there on the dashboard that account teams could uh, use to focus on the right areas and help the customer. And as part of that, we have um, enabled them with the alerts to kind of focus on those right areas. For example, some of those uh, you know signals were like Dinesh and Vanina mentioned could be related to their upgrades. Could it could it could be related to um, the downsell risk. Um, or it could be to the lower product, product adoption as well, right? And some of these signals obviously had a set of, um, you know, actions to uh, for each of the account teams who are looking at all of those important signals on the dashboard were, you know, going, uh, taking that information and, you know, taking a, um, 
going outside and taking the action in different systems away from the context of the analytics that we have provided, right? And there were different uh, teams that needed to come together to take the necessary actions. Okay. Uh, what we have done is uh, we've married the analytics and uh, workflows together. And what better way than using our platform, which is you know known for uh, the workflows. Right. So we have um, enabled the users to be able to take the action in the context um, of the analytics, they are able to take uh, trigger the success place uh, for each of these um, alerts right from the dashboard where we provide that information and they can navigate uh, to the success platform where the success place um, for each of these alerts reside. The respective owner is um, notified of the alert and they are able to take the series of steps that they need to. And when you come back to the customer dashboard, you are anyone who's looking at, at, the, at these alerts on the dashboard, they're able to quickly say at what stage of the remediation we are, um, who is involved, who's taking the action and so on and so forth. So really giving the visibility, um, you know, uh, to say what are those alerts and who are these being acted by and at what stage are those um, in, the, in the process. I can totally see that Teja and uh, definitely agree that I'm pretty sure, you know, more, more or less in you know, our customer success team, you know, seeing the benefits of it. And can you touch on what is that and how is that built? You mentioned customer success workflows. Can you double click on that? Um, sure, Alex. Um, so uh, that's, uh, that's our uh, very own ServiceNow platform uh, that uh, uh, enables us to, you know, build these custom workflows and we have worked in partnership with Webex team to um, enable our teams uh, with those customized workflows. Um, and also we have uh, enabled uh, the analytics on workflows uh, in partnership with his team, which I'm sure Vivek will go through in detail. Wow, there are so many things that I'm uh, picking up from this conversation and I'm pretty sure there are hidden gems across everything. So you mentioned analytics on workflow now. <laughs> Can we? Uh, can we double click? Can we start with that first? Thanks, Alex. So yeah, it's a very interesting uh, uh, use case we have where we have kind of implemented all of those three scenarios, analytics with workflow, analytics in workflow, and analytics on workflow that, you know, Girish and Vanina have also talked and uh, this success, uh, customer success platform that Teja was also mentioning. Uh, the scenario is where uh, we have our customer success team who is trying to reach out to different accounts, trying to figure it out where exactly is the deal status, where is it that we need uh, help. And then depending upon the various uh, parameters, the logistics and the dynamics of that particular customer situation, we trigger those workflows. Uh, for example, uh, there is a deal that is stuck where an account rep is supposed to have a meeting with the uh, customer or there has been a meeting happened, but the negotiation is kind of going on where the closure is required. Right. So at each and every stages, there are some different workflows. There are some different actions that we take. Right. All of these actions get triggered through our analytics. That is analytics uh, with workflow and then when that happens, each of these success plays that they get initiated. And this success play itself has a workflow where it says, okay, a meeting gets set up. And after that meeting, there is a follow-up happens. Then a 
quarterly review meeting happens, then close happens. So all of those steps that typically the sales cycle uh, follow, I see. all of that is getting laid down. And there is a track of each of these workflow that happens. And, uh, and there are analytics around, uh, around that. So essentially, there is, a work, there is a workflow that is happening where we provide analytics. So okay. from our dashboard, the workflows get triggered. That is analytics with workflow. Okay. And then while the user is doing the analytics, uh, uh, the workflow, there we provide additional help to the uh, team saying, all right, it has been those many days past since you had this first meeting, you need to get uh, with additional uh, meeting setup and such. So that is what is analytics uh, uh, with workflow. And at the end, like uh, what we have built, which is successful analytics dashboard, where we do it and we, what we call it is analytics uh, on workflow, which means we then really figure it out how many workflows were triggered, how many success plays were triggered, what is the net new ACV overall that has been stuck, what is the value of net new ACV that we can potentially gain after we close all of these success plays, which success plays have been effective, which success plays have not been effective, how does it all go? So essentially, it's a whole uh, process that is very carefully choreographed where we get a hero um, in the sales and customer success cycle and figure it out what is the model, what is the right. action plan that this hero goes through. And okay. then the whole of that, it gets modeled through this success plays and that way we scale the heroes and and we get the performance across all of the sales and customer success team we have. It's a, it's a very interesting uh, feature. The analytics and workflow work so hand in hand with uh, right. each other that it you know multiplies the effect on uh, both the sides. Uh, there is one more uh, case, Alex, that goes in with the typical IDSM applications that I would like right. to highlight in here, which yeah. is also analytics and workflow, for example, Right. An agent uh, is looking at um, an incident uh, or um, a user is trying to create an incident. And right. while creating an incident, it's a workflow of incident creation. Right. Yeah. And right there, uh, the user is trying to assign this uh, incident to a specific uh, assignment group. Okay. There, this is a workflow. And there we provide right. an analytics where there is just a button. When you click in that button, the user gets to see, okay, what is the workload on this assignment group? How many issues they have? What is the typical time that they resolve all of these issues? And how long do I expect to get my issue resolved? Mm. And with this analytics, okay. an end user can say, okay, this team seems to be very heavily loaded right now. And they have, uh, you know, uh, this, right. this much of work done. Let yeah. me try some other team and then they can uh, reassign that uh, incident to someone else. So, so that's the analytics that is given right. along with the workflow where it helps end users to really figure it out the actions right then and there. And uh, there is another situation where the incident gets created and an agent is trying to resolve that incident. So while the agent is trying to resolve that incident, mm -hmm. in that workflow, we help the agent with analytics saying, okay, you are expected to breach this particular incident SLA, yes or no. And with that intelligence, the agent can work a little bit differently and really figure it out. What is it? So based on the analysis, based on the uh, previous data, we predict whether an incident would get breached or not. And that help gets provided uh, 
to uh, the agent. And after this, there are a lot of things that happen in between. Yeah. The incident gets moved from one stage to another. And right. we, ca we calculate the time at each of these stages, how long it stayed with each of the assignment groups, how long it stayed with each of the every individual, how long it stayed, stayed in each state. Mm -hmm. And then we provide an analytics. This is right. on top of uh, the whole of the workflow. And not just that, we mesh up this analytics to the existing open incidents and say, all right, Look, these are the open incidents. Uh, they are already going into the areas where we had bottlenecks in the past. You better yeah. handle those first. And that way, the resolution team looks into these in a bit, little bit uh, differently and uh, gets to these incidents and resolutions. So, so again, the analytics and workflow has been so very well integrated that right. they just help each other and yeah. you know, at, at I, the end, use helps the end user. I totally now see the why analytics got married to workflows. <laughs> if I can use that metaphor continually, yeah. uh, is if I'm if I can play that you know metaphor a little bit more in detail, if you will, uh, analytics. You know, yes, you know, provides that first decision making capability. I think, uh, right? Yep. And then the workflow activates it to get, uh, to get the work done. And along the way, also its other half never left it, right? The uh, analytics is always with it in the workflow to guide it. Analytics is also af comes, you know, after the workflow is complete. Yeah, they, they do live, you know, happily ever after. Uh, I, Again, I cannot imagine it, uh, how it looked like, you know, before. There's one more thing I wanted to add, Alex, so just yeah. to add on over what you're saying. It's actually analytics and workflow brings action closer to analytics. Before that, it used to happen that there is an analytics, there is a dashboard and it provides right. you some insights. Then yeah. what do you do with that? Then the end user is supposed to take some actions. Right. And even after the end user taking those actions, end user mm -hmm. doesn't know whether those actions led me to the improvement that I needed in my metrics. Right. So there is always a gap between analytics and actions. Yeah. And having this analytics and workflow working together help close that gap. So from the dashboards, there are actions suggested. And right. when the actions complete, there is analytics made on that. And right. then that helps end user to go back into the dashboard and say, all right, there's a closed loop, analytics, workflows, actions, they're all just working together. And then that, that gives the end user the tighter integration that they needed. Absolutely, absolutely. Could not agree with you more. And thank you all for sharing that. I can only imagine for companies who do not have workflow capabilities, what do you suggest you know, the best way uh, they can benefit from this concept and potentially finding alternative solutions. Of course, it uh, goes without saying, they can always be our customers who would, you know, welcome and, you know, help them along the way. Uh, but for those, you know, who do not have this privilege of, you know, you having workflows, what, what would you suggest? That's another great question, Alex. Um, you're on a roll today, I must say. Um, <laughs> No, I agree. Uh, not all companies think workflow all the time. And even when they do, they don't necessarily think about it in the context of analytics and workflows. Right. However, however, a majority of them do see data as a strategic advantage. 
you know, they see it as the new currency or the new oil, uh, yep. if I might. Yep. So regardless of which industry you work in, businesses are going digital. Digital transformation, uh, yep. you know, has, has been a buzzword for the last few years, but yep. really has begun to gain momentum during this pandemic. Uh, yep. More and more companies are really yep. talking less about digital transformation and actually doing it. Agreed. And so you're spot on. Uh, our own now platform has workflows and integrations and machine learning and analytics built in. They are the two core components of our, uh, of our platform that you know, our existing customers should be taking advantage of. Right. But based on my experience here at ServiceNow and in other companies uh, I've worked at before, yeah. I think there's a few important things to do uh, to prove the concept. Uh, for companies that are new to this phenomenon, uh, it's important to prove the concept and gain, gain credibility uh, within their own org. So here's a few things that I can, my two cents, right? Uh, one, identify a high impact business process that is relatively short cycle. In other words, where we can measure the outcomes of an action relatively quickly. You know, that okay. is important. Uh, yes. We can go too long right. without seeing an outcome. So pick a, pick a process, pick a workflow right. that is relatively well measurable and that we can show impact on. Okay. Second is ensure you have a very strong business sponsor and with whom you have uh, buy-in on the outcomes. Uh, that is, I cannot... Uh, you know, overemphasize the need for that. Right. The third thing is really, you know, how can you scope, scope and architect the, the solution really well? Mm-hmm. Remember, it's always good to start small. Let's not boil yeah. the ocean. Let's start small. Right. And then finally, uh, I would say if you don't have the luxury of a single stack of mm-hmm. analytics and workflows, like, you know, we do, like, yeah. like ServiceNow platform offers, Right. then be sure to take extra care during the integration of these different components in your stack. Right. So if your analytics tool is one and your workflow is another, right. take extra care that right. the seams are well stitched, that you know the handoffs are really well done. So I then- not, huh? <laughs> Exactly. And so, you know, the, the, the workflow, the, the feedback, the closed feedback loop that Vivek was talking about right. is that much more, uh, you know, kind of seamless yes. and, uh, you know, people don't get stuck at the, at the integration points. So I would say these are a few things that companies should uh, keep in mind when they're thinking about marrying the two uh, to come to life. Yeah, no, I think uh, Grish, uh, thanks. You summarized it uh, really well. I just wanted to highlight uh, some of the benefits that we have got with this uh, marrying stuff. Uh, but, you know, uh, the, the kind of effort that got saved, uh, you know, uh, we applied this uh, whole analytics and work strategy for our own internal incident in time to resolution uh, reduction area and we've got some at least 60-70% uh, reduction uh, in the meantime to resolution which our takeoffs team is really uh, proud of. It all goes through uh, all of this work where we get visibility to the end users into what is happening and then based on what is happening we give them 
probes to really pick up and the workflows and the actions that uh, get triggered. And as they uh, go through and work through those workflows, do some improvements, get them back onto the analytics and show them what impact it made and what uh, gain they've got and how it helped them. Uh, so that, that really helped in. Uh, what I'm uh, saying is, as uh, companies go through this integration process, mm-hmm. they need to keep a, a value, uh, uh, they, they keep an eye on the value that they're uh, generating out of it. Mm-hmm. At times, so we have seen that all of these things happen. And again, people wonder, hey, what have I done uh, out of this? And what have I gained out of it towards the end? By the time it is too late. So yeah. as, as they're preparing for analytics workflow and uh, trying to work this out. They need to make sure, okay, here is my goal. This is what I want to achieve. And for that, this is what the analytics I have. These are the workflows I have, and these are the actions that I'm trying to take. And all of that is together. I expect a gain of this much percent in this during this period. They need to set those outcomes uh, right up front and then do the whole choreography behind it. And then that it really works well. Absolutely. And I think once they do a couple of uh, such initiatives, I think organizations get into that rhythm, it becomes part of the DNA and then it becomes a, a very natural process. Yeah, having that North Star is important. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Uh, I have last and two-pronged question. It's one of my favorite questions. Uh, what would you say your biggest achievement so far is? Right. And what would be your, on the flip side, uh, what would be your biggest lessons learned? And if you had to do something all over again, what would that be? As good as the quality of data that goes into generating them. So uh, we need even more focus on data quality. As you know, internally, we have uh, taken on data quality on a war footing, if I can say it. And uh, uh, we we are putting a lot of emphasis there. So that's one. Um, And then the second piece is, how can we uh, invite cross-functional input early on in the process? Right. So, so that when we think of uh, you know, uh, orchestrating insights-driven workflows or success plays, right. how can we uh, invite inputs from our product BU counterparts? How can we input, invite input from our customer outcomes counterparts, sales teams, compliance uh, teams, yeah. so that you know, as we develop these workflows, they're really well thought through in right. in who they touch, yeah. what impact yeah. is going to happen, and the timing of when they are delivered. So I think these are two things that really stood out in terms of learnings as we uh, as we set them up and observe them from a distance. Wow, cannot imagine the amount of work that goes behind it. But yes, uh, thank you, Girish. So on my side, um, what what's really um, good memory of this uh, project, if I may say so, is the fact that it was really big cross-team, cross-departmental effort. We worked with um, people with whom we never worked before, as uh, Girish said, on the surf side, on uh, product success team. And uh, because of that, uh, we also learned a lot. Um, Sometimes in analytics, you're kept away from the actual product sales and so on. So this was good enriching experience for me personally to see how they work. Um, And it also helped me be better um, analyst because of um, so clearly their needs. 
Uh, on the flip side, what probably didn't work so well, if we do that again, uh, I would probably go more into those cross-team discussions and efforts. We need to understand better the business needs um, if we are to adequately respond with the right data for them. Okay, uh, point taken. So, uh, Alex, from uh, I feel like I, I going back to what uh, Girish had mentioned, right? This is definitely a cross-functional um, effort that needed uh, buy-in from different stakeholders, the, the different business units that had to come together. Um, um, as he mentioned, the series of uh, tasks or the uh, you know, the instructions within the workflow were to be owned by different uh, roles that fell under different business functions. And so early input from them would have definitely helped us. And um, I, I think as a result of which, we also took on the consolidation of alerts at a later point, right? And then we optimized those workflows to make sure that it, we generated uh, the right number of alerts, we ensured the right people were notified for those alerts and so on. So definitely that was a, a, a learning point for us. Girish and Vanina summarized it uh, really well. And to some extent I hinted as well as to you know, uh, what uh, would be done. I think the whole uh, mapping and choreography of the whole workflow and how it's gonna play, how it's gonna play differently than how it was gonna play before is something uh, would require. The only lessons learned I would say is uh, just figuring things out, how do we actually make the whole, whole things work? It took some time uh, for us to uh, really make that work happen and bring things uh, to life. But it's, it, it happens with anything that you do uh, now. So <clears throat> the better you map things out uh, on the paper first before you do uh, the actual development, it would save some cycles in getting things better. Awesome. Alex, let me jump back in actually. Yeah. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, to think of uh, the three aspects of uh, analytics and workflows, the with analytics and workflows with, uh, uh, with the workflows, uh, analytics in workflows, and then the analytics on workflows. I think the third piece, which is, really our ability to observe the several tens of thousands of workflows that we are enabling right. from a process standpoint. How do you take a step back, look at the data generated as, as a result of all of those mm. you know, tens of thousands of workflows, right. and then to gather insight from it to improve or add a layer of intelligence into the workflows. I think that is probably next in our, in our, uh, uh, in our process and in our uh, approach, which is if there's redundant stuff, if there are redundant steps in our workflows, if yeah. there are actually necessary steps, which we may have skipped, that right. we find actually make the workflow and the closed looping more effective. I yeah. think building that in and doing the analytics on the workflow uh, is is really uh, going to take this and drive step function impact. So I think uh, intelligent workflows, if I can call it that, are probably uh, next in line uh, as we bring the with uh, analytics in workflows and on workflows all together. Awesome. Very well summarized. And again, thank you very much all for being here today. I really appreciate it and learn a ton. 
I'm pretty sure you know we'll have you guys in, in future episodes to drill in uh, in more topics. And thank you very much again. Thank you, Alex, and thanks everyone else. This was really awesome. Thank you, Alex. This was an episode five of a seven-part series of analytics at ServiceNow. In the next episode, we will cover the fifth and final pillar of analytics strategy, one data platform. We will uncover how to set the analytics up for success in scalability from every possible dimensions, plus keeping your data hygiene in check with master data management. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share with your peers and network. Until next time.